there's just little kind of tweaks and tidbits, you know, afterwards. Maybe, you know, you felt like you could have brought snacks or maybe you didn't wear the right footwear. Things that you can't necessarily preempt. Exactly. So I definitely think those tips, it just makes the whole experience a lot more smooth when you kind of know what to expect from it. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr. Thank you so much for joining us as usual. I don't know if I sound a little bit different today, but we're back in studio. Of course, I am on my own though, so I'm actually just sitting in a room on my own. All of our social distancing protocols are in place. Um, but yeah, we've entered phase three, so things are happening. Uh, my guest this week is actually still on Skype though, so things haven't changed too much. Sarah Hanrahan or I Come Undone, that's what she's called on Instagram, is going to be coming on to talk about her new experience planner business. And the reason why I wanted to talk to Sarah was because we're all being let out, but obviously we can't go too far. So staycations is the name of the game. We ran a piece on site there during the week. Jade Hayden wrote it. It's called Staycation, Seven Hotels and Glamping Spots Perfect for Your Phase 3 Summer Getaway. So it is summertime. It is the time that we should be going away on holidays, but of course we're not going to be going too far. So Sarah has developed, essentially it's an itinerary business. So you have a consultation with her, a 30 minute Skype call, and she will design the perfect staycation in Ireland. She will cater to, if it's a group, if it's a couple vacation, um, your interests, niche, budget, dining, every single thing. Sarah will have it covered and I wanted to talk to her about it. I mean, you should go and follow her on Instagram anyway. Her aesthetic is fantastic. She was actually isolating during lockdown on an island. So I caught up with her earlier on today and take a listen. So I'm joined now on the line by Sarah Hanrahan, Irish experience planner. Sarah, it's been a while. We we haven't had you on the show in so long and I'm so excited to talk to you about your new venture, but also just in general how you've been getting on during lockdown and now that we're kind of starting to emerge from it as well. So how have you been doing? Hi, Neve. I'm good. Thank you. It's been been a strange few months, I think, for everybody really, hasn't it? So it's nice to see some sentiment of normalcy creeping back, although I think people are being a bit tentative, which is fair enough. You know, I think we all need to kind of do our best to keep each other safe. But it is nice to see uh, people excited about I don't know, getting out of the house again. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to ask, like, I mean, where you were in lockdown <laughs> was the most stunning place. So for any of our listeners who didn't know where you were isolating, can you tell us a little bit about um, where you were? It was so beautiful to look Thank at. Thank you. So my parents live on Inishman, which is one of the Aran Islands off Galway. And we actually, believe it or not, we hymned and hawed. So Sean, my partner and I, we hymned and hawed about going down to them. I think there was just that sense of panic, yeah. you know, in Dublin for that week or two around Paddy's Day and things started getting really serious and scary. And we had planned to go down to them. And then next minute, Sean, who was keeping abreast of COVID-19 since December, mm-hmm. he was saying to me that we were going to be on the island for two months. And I just found it so hard to wrap my head around that concept yeah and you know I'm a fully grown adult and I couldn't really imagine kind of living with my parents for two months and I've never lived in that home with them and I think psychologically that feels different because it wasn't like my childhood home or anything like that they moved there a couple of years ago yeah but we did decide to go and we spent two months on Inishman it was exactly two months actually in the end and um it was very serene my mom is a phenomenal cook and so is my partner Sean so we had gorgeous food and I went for 
jogs every morning and did yoga. And it's very easy to self-isolate or socially distance on an island where there's 111 people. Wow. <laughs> so, Is that all? 111? Yeah, yeah. And I think there was even less for lockdown. So, yeah, it's very, it's very idyllic. And it really was like you could, you could almost forget. I mean, we were keeping, you yeah. know, up with the news every evening and that. But you day to day, you know, there was no kind of worry about sort of you know, you, there's, there's no there's one shop and there's one pub but the pub was closed the shop you couldn't just walk into you know so yeah. everyone does their food shop sort of from the mainland and gets it sent over so you could almost forget about it day to day and that was an absolute luxury it was described as a few people as quarantine goals yeah <laughs> well uh, see this this is the thing and I feel like you know now that we are starting to emerge a little bit like I'm in the studio today for the first time in oh, like over over three months yeah like it's mad I mean it's great but it is definitely even just you know getting public transport and stuff like that obviously being very safe and having a mask on and social distancing in here like we've got all the protocols in place but it is it is different and I feel yeah. like when I was watching your Instagram stories and stuff when you were there you know it's kind of one of those things that when in our lives have we ever had, you know, three, four months when everything has shut down and stopped? I mean, it just it hasn't happened before. No. So I suppose from your point of view, you know, making that decision to go there and, and stuff like that. Did you did you disengage from, you know, what what would be obviously like everybody's work kind of stalled and people were doing things differently and stuff? But did you decide that you were going to really take that time to kind of reacquaint yourself with the important things like not to sound too twee but this is kind of what I've been talking to a lot of people about like people took the opportunity to actually just kind of slow down you know I definitely I definitely did and you know I think it was an opportunity to spend time with my parents when I probably wouldn't have been able to put that time aside and also I kind of stopped with you know the the content that I usually created in terms of Instagram and my my different platforms and yeah. even stories and stuff, I stopped all of my sort of um, routine with that because a lot of it didn't feel right in terms of, you know, it felt a bit trivial. Like I like I talk about beauty and fashion stuff. I love beauty and fashion, but yeah. I also talk a lot about travel. So I just, I took a step back from kind of creating content that I felt like I should create and I was just doing things that I wanted to do and spending quality time with my parents and my dog and I made really good friends with some horses there and some donkeys and I'd see them every day and it was absolutely lovely. It um, was an edge to it because obviously the concern about everything that was happening, you know, you, you're not that far removed. I think that was the same for everybody. Of course, And even yeah. the future in terms of, you know, myself being self-employed and where I was going to end up but it definitely was a re-evaluation and I, th- I think it was the first time I ever felt not guilty about slowing down I think we yeah. have this habit of berating ourselves for you know if you take a day off and you don't do anything that's fine that should be fine but it never I always berate myself for something like that and I didn't there thankfully yeah I let myself unwind I mean I think what's what's so interesting as well is obviously you know like your job um is creating content and, and that's what you do. And I've, I was speaking to a few bloggers and, and people throughout the, the crisis. And I remember I spoke to Louise Cooney once, like just when she had arrived back from New York. And she touched on what you just said there about, you know, not feeling 100% comfortable of sticking to the same kind of content. And I think like I've always followed your Instagram um, mostly because of the travel, like just because that's always piqued my interest. And obviously, you know, travel now is something 
that is completely changed and will be completely changed for the foreseeable future, you know. So yeah. um, when I saw what you were doing with, you know, this new venture, which is the bespoke Irish travel planning and uh, the itineraries, I was, I well, first off, I just thought it was an incredible idea, but I just thought it's such a inventive way to take what you know but also adapt it to what people are facing at the moment so like before I kind of get away with myself and start talking about how great it is (laughs) why don't you kind of explain the process of um you know how you came about thinking about doing this experience planning business well so it started kind of two or three years ago I was doing I started the so it was two years ago now I started my experience planner service for it was for corporate and for international tourists. Yeah. So it was offered by different hotels around Ireland as an option for an add-on for tourists coming into Ireland who wanted bespoke itineraries planned. Yeah. That was what I was doing. And then obviously COVID hit and international tourist, tourism is totally on the back burner now. And as, as you said, for the foreseeable as well, you know, yeah. I think people are nervous to travel and I think that's totally understandable. So I felt really disheartened because my all my work is around events in Dublin, my Dublin mm. event guides, and then travel planning or experience planning for tourists coming in from overseas so I very much felt like of all the things to be doing they were probably the worst because events as well in you know in Dublin or anywhere are going to be a long time I think before they fully return yeah so I was disheartened and I felt like okay well this is just it it's not going to work out and then I thought about pivoting the business to focus on domestic tourism and it seemed like a natural sort of curve for me to go into and I just kind of refocused the website and now what people can do is they come on to experienceplanner.ie and they can choose a package that suits them. So depending on whether they know where or not, if some people, they might know where they want to go in Ireland. Some people don't. So they choose the package that suits them. And then it's a 30 minute video consultation at whatever time and date suits them. Yeah. And within 72 hours, I have an itinerary sent to them and that is completely personalized to them. They tell me exactly what they want and need from their, you know, from their accommodation to their excursions, to their activities, everything, no matter how unique it is. And I choose a place and and an accommodation and restaurants and activities to suit their exact needs and interests to their, you know, even to their pace. Some people kind of want a really active holiday. Other people want to totally relax. And I send over their itinerary done, dusted, signed, sealed and delivered. It's so incredible. I mean, I suppose I find it fascinating because I have not been one in the past to be very good at sorting out itineraries for holidays because, you know, my work that I do in my day-to-day life is is a lot of it is, you know, producing and planning things and making sure that everything is taking off. So when I go on a holiday, I prefer not to plan. But actually, if you're even going on a relaxing holiday, you still need to know what it is that you're doing. And so this this was kind of one of the things that I struggled with. I was like, I just want to go and, you know, lie on a beach somewhere and actually not have a plan. But I would be bored within a second. Even when you do holidays like that, which are absolutely fantastic and they're gorgeous, you know, you still have to eat. So you don't want to eat in some, you want to, like, even when it comes down to just that, it's, you tell me your, you know, what what type of food you're interested in, what you like and don't like, do you have any allergies, anything at all. And I'll choose the restaurants to suit your exact interest. That alone, because you're going to have to spend money on food regardless. And it's, it's, we all know how frustrating it is to go into a restaurant to spend your money and for it to be, you know, mediocre or way worse. And that does happen. So even that alone, just having restaurants, you know, chosen to suit your exact interests absolutely I feel like the kind of the the group interest is something that like when I was looking at the website I was like this would be really really ideal for groups of people because lord knows it's hard to please 
everybody. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're planning. <laughs> we've all been there. We've all been there. And like at the moment, you know, staycation is the word that everybody is, you know, saying at the moment. Everybody is looking at the country that we live in now more than they ever have before. And, you know, I'm planning trips with some of my friends that we haven't been away together in literally years. So it's really, it's an exciting time to be able to be like, okay, well, we're going to go and explore Ireland a little bit more. But getting, you know, 10 women to kind of agree mm-hmm. on certain things <laughs> is a challenge, but a challenge that I'm presuming you would be very well capable of taking yes. on. And the one thing with the itineraries, one question that I'm getting in quite a lot is whether the price changes per how many people are going. And it doesn't because for me, really, it makes no difference. Yeah. So, you know, if it is a group or a solo traveller or a family or a couple, it doesn't matter to me. So it's really handy to hand over the reins to an expert and have the group just, you know, it, it removes all that stress and that back and forth. We've all been in that WhatsApp group and it is stressful. I mean, it really is. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking as well, like if anybody does want to go and check it out, I'm, I'm on the website at the moment and you have samples of, of, of things. Yes. And I suppose like from your own point of view, you know, obviously travel is something that is so important to you and that's how you've gotten into um, this industry in the first place. But for you, you know, if you were giving somebody an example of what, say, a perfect weekend getaway would be, you know, what does that look like? I know it totally changes with whether it's a couple, whether it's a group and stuff like that. But if it was for yourself, Sarah, like what would you be going away for a weekend away look like now? When I think of the amazing trips that I've taken in Ireland, they usually have quite a laid back pace, but there's still something planned for each day. I don't like things to be back to back. So sometimes with people's itineraries, they want them to be time sensitive. They want kind of, you know, this at one o'clock, this at three o'clock. Other people don't. And I totally get that. Mm. So for me, a weekend away, usually, well, most certainly would involve my dog, Stanley, because I'm obsessed with him and I bring him on all my Irish getaways. And to me, it's one of the reasons to travel in Ireland is to be able to bring your dog. So I'm well versed in a dog friendly travel in Ireland. But bring him with us, check in somewhere nice. Actually, we stayed in Loch S Castle in Donegal before, a beautiful dog-friendly hotel. And from there, they went out and did excursions. I like the mix of the beautiful drives, listening to lovely music and stopping off somewhere seemingly random, but I will have planned it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) For something to eat. And then the walks as well. Like, I like the beach walks. I like to be outdoors a lot. For me, that kind of counts. Even if the weather isn't great, I think it's kind of a novelty. We just have to accept that we cannot control the weather in Ireland. And just make it part of the charm. Bring the raincoats, bring the wellies and just get out and enjoy it. Definitely stick to the outdoors and stop somewhere beautiful for food. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be something that people are, are really, you know, excited to do. And I, I remember actually, it's so funny because you have weird memories of like staycations when you were younger. It was very much a part of my childhood that we went on holidays around Ireland. Now, I don't know, we, we also used to go to France and we used to go abroad too. But I don't know whether that's kind of changed and whether it's just definitely the thing to do is to go abroad for holidays. But I mean, are you excited to see maybe a resurgence of of people just doing that domestic travel and really kind of pumping probably at this stage much needed funds into the tourism industry that already exists in Ireland? I I definitely am. And I, I say this and I really, really do mean it, that there's a reason why Ireland is so popular for tourism. There's a reason why people say they want to come back to Ireland again and again. There's a reason why people love traveling in Ireland, people from overseas. And we all have, we are all guilty of taking that for granted. You live somewhere, you kind of think that's not very exotic. Yeah, I want to go somewhere else. But I've holidayed in Ireland for years now, preferencing that over going overseas, partly to do with the fact I think when you're self-employed, you don't really know when your holidays are going to be, partly because I want to bring my dog with me. But there's honestly, I've never felt like a holiday was lacking in anything by staying in Ireland. And for a lot of people as well, you know, we do 
we can we can underestimate how much stress the logistics of overseas travel, you know, with when it comes to your bags being overweight and your liquids and the airports and checking in and baggage not showing up and all that thing, all of the elements that are naturally added to flights. Yeah. You know, I think that is quite stressful for people. And even if it's not stressful for you, there's usually someone in the group who's stressed out about it and it kind of adds to the whole ceremony. You know, I think that definitely staying in Ireland and being able to tip off when you want, there's just so much more freedom. And I also think that it makes you really value the kind of, you know, the the there's a lot of kind of spontaneity involved in Irish travel, I feel, in my experience, more than kind of traveling. Because I think you kind of pick up on things a bit better. It's, you know, you kind of know the culture and that. And it just, it gives you a whole new perspective on the country. And I genuinely, it, with my hand in my heart, I do not think that people will feel like they missed out on a holiday by not going overseas. Definitely. I mean, it's so funny as well because I've been seeing, it's so funny how trends kind of develop out of out of anything really and one of the things that I'm starting to see a lot of and you probably know a lot more about this than I would in terms of insights would be kind of the, the glamping pods like staying on these things which obviously are are less expensive than if you were to go away to a hotel and stuff. Um, But I actually went and I stayed in a pod up in, where was I? I was in Wicklow, so I wasn't far. Um, But like that, you know, we we couldn't go too far at that time. And it was lovely. I mean, it was literally a pod. So there was, you know, the toilet and the shower was away from the actual um, structure that we were staying in. And it was right just like in the Wicklow Mountains. And it was beautiful. It was literally so relaxing to get away from the city. But I mean, do you see any kind of staycation trends that are going to be popping up soon that uh, people need to kind of get their eye in for? Or maybe any spots that you think are going to book out immediately? I feel like places are going to book out too. That's the thing that I know. Places are booked out. It's actually, it's it's, honestly for me, say August Bank Holiday Weekend, I've done a few itineraries for people and I've chosen their accommodation and I start planning their, their, you know, their itinerary around it. And then I call the accommodation and they are fully booked. Places are, I thought people would be nervous about travel. Honestly, people are really gung-ho for it. They're going for it. They're booking places. They're showing up. You know, I, I think in terms of trends, I'd see a lot of places in West Cork are really catering towards families. There's a lot of kind of like kids clubs and, and outdoor activities for, you know, ch- child-friendly activities. So I think that they kind of have kind of cornered that market. Of course, everywhere is child-friendly, you know. Yeah. They seem to have, they're really kind of focusing on offering a lot for families. And I think as well, you know, People want, I think what's big and I think what people want, I think what we all want is that, you know, it's the experience. We want Mm. the experience. So people want to stay in those tree houses, you know, in in the woods. People want, they want that kind of, that more niche experience, safer accommodation to use as their base point, as you were talking about the, you know, the the pods. But as well as that, people want to stay in kind of more unusual uh, accommodation setups. I think that's going to be a big trend. And I I get that completely. I want to stay in a treehouse. Well, this is it. I mean, who doesn't want to stay in a (laughs) treehouse? And I mean, the other thing as well is that, you know, if you were to to go on and and look at uh, experienceplanner.ie, you'll see what I think really kind of stands out to me is the fact that whatever about, you know, the accommodation and all of catering to all of the group's interests, it's the insider tips that I would really be like, because I know that you have been everywhere. And Mm -hmm. so that's what you want from something like this that you wouldn't necessarily get from like a straight Google search, you know, because that's it. You're giving you're giving people that extra learn from uh, the mistakes that I've made, you know, because we all (laughs) and I plan my I plan my trips to a T, I am absolutely rigid when it comes to my research, you know, and I, I give that same energy to planning anybody's itinerary. Yeah. But naturally, there's just little kind of tweaks and tidbits, you know, afterwards, 
maybe, you know, you felt like you could have brought snacks or maybe you didn't wear the right footwear. Things that you can't necessarily preempt. Exactly. So I definitely think those tips, it just makes the whole experience a lot more smooth when you kind of know what to expect from it. Exactly. And also things like budget, you know, things like that, that, you know, it's like the unsexy aspects of travelling that are really, really key. So like if you're going mm-hmm. to a place... And unavoidable. That, yeah, that if you're going to a place that you don't know about, like, you know, to give you all of this information and then for you to come back with like, okay, well, this is going to be a great day for you and this is within your budget. These are the great places to eat. I mean, it just sounds glorious. It makes me want to go on a holiday yesterday, Sarah. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Glad to hear. I mean, that's exactly what you want. Um, so this is all kicking off for you. I mean, what has the reaction been like so far? You know, how how is it going since you've kind of moved away from the, the international... And it's very much domestic now. Is there a massive demand? How's it all? How's it all there going? Is a re- there's a really good demand. There's a lot of interest. I'm getting a lot of inquiries. Interestingly, actually, for me, most of my inquiries are from men. I really? don't know why I just wasn't expect. I think, if anything, the men are maybe being pushed to organise something and they're trying to hand over the... Uh, they're trying to pass the book in terms ah. of responsibility. <laughs> it could be like the secret experience <laughs> yeah, yeah. planner. So All you might not get, put- yeah, you might not get the credit, Sarah, <laughs> that you deserve. <laughs> They somehow come up with the best itineraries and very much impress their partners, but it was all me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's been a really good interest and a lot of people with families or, you know, people especially, you know, they might have dogs or they might have children with special needs. And again, I cater for all of that. So people, you know, it might add an element of complexity to planning and they don't want to put the time and energy into it, which is totally understandable because it is a huge amount of time and energy to yeah. really hone in on what is going to suit you and what's going to, you know, suit your budget and suit your needs. It takes t- it takes me a huge amount. Of time. There's no two ways around it. Like yeah. I can't, you know, I'm not pulling these out of thin air. It does take time. I have the expertise and the knowledge and I have even the research skill. But still, when it comes down to it, it is very time consuming to plan something really amazing. And I think people just want to rightly pass the responsibility over and that's what I'm here for. Absolutely. Well, experienceplanner.ie is the website. You can also follow Sarah on Instagram. Uh, I come undone if you want to go and find her. There's there's just so much information that's there. Sarah, for you personally, I mean, have you got itchy feet? Do you want to get away? Like, how are you feeling? Because obviously I know travel is such a massive part of your life. Are you looking forward to being able to, you know, get on a plane or are you fairly comfortable just sticking it out here for the time being? I'm fairly comfortable sticking that. I also think that I was very lucky to have had essentially a holiday for the first yeah. two months of, of you know, quarantine. So I am very lucky that I've kind of gotten that out of my system. I'm in a few of those nightmarish WhatsApp groups we've just <laughs> spoken about where people are trying to plan things. Oh my and God. as much as I, 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 you know, I would be eager to take the reins, I'm trying not to. You know, oh, uh, yeah. Because work is so busy, I don't want to add to it with my own uh I'm surprised that they haven't just given that to you to be like, okay, well, (laughs) Well, we're going away. I'm sure they have. Yeah. But um, no, I don't think overseas tourism for me or overseas travel for me this year, probably not. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to a lot of little bits and pieces around Ireland myself and just making the most of this amazing country we live in. It sounds incredible. And you will be hearing from me and or my partner very, very soon. (laughs) So I'm very excited. Sarah Hanrahan, as always, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Niamh. (laughs) 
thank you so much to Sarah Hanrahan there. If you want to go and follow her on Instagram, it's I come undone. Experienceplanner.ie is the website. So just to reiterate as well, if you head over to her.ie, you'll see all of the information about whether or not you should be traveling. Stay or go is the name of the article. Here's what the experts are saying about traveling abroad this summer. There's a lot of different and uh, contradictory advice that is going on. So you can get all the information about what exactly we're allowed to do. But if you want to stay here in Ireland, I would highly recommend going and checking out Sarah's service. I know I am going to. That's it for this week. Next week, we'll be back again. Thanks so much for listening.